you have to make choices. You have to make a decision about putting full stops in place, saying that's got to end that behaviour from other people. You've got to you've got to come away from, and I want myself to manifest this behaviour, and I'm only going to be doing it through discipline and graft, putting effort mm -hmm. in, because we live in a, an age, and, and I've been there, we've probably all been there, where you expect everything to come easy and you're frustrated when things aren't working right for you. And, and the answer when that, when that doesn't happen is not to step away from stuff, it's to go ten times harder. You need the Kellervision app. 24-7 mini documentaries, podcasts, live shows, DJ live streams, top five, subscription packages, plus products for all your podcasts and street culture sports. Download it from the App Store for free today. Instagram UK Frontline. Beatbox created. Killer Keller. And we need to talk about world music and street culture. Killer Keller Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Killer Keller Podcast, live and direct, not in central London. I'll tell you more about that in a minute, mind your business for now. Big shout out to all the regulars, 2023, here we go with more trouble in store for the podcast. Kellervision is the app though. You can go and get that free download of iPhone, Android, for your sins, mini docs, mini mixes, full docs and podcasts, all there, a tap of an app, you know what it do. Um, we are in Blackpool. And I say that passionately because there's a lot of dons up here, but there's only one don the buck stops at, all right? In Hive, his a new exhibition, which is up and out and at him right now. A man that has history from the 80s, mid 80s onwards, from London to Manchester to Blackpool. This guy is pivotal. Like I said, the buck stops here with this gentleman with a style all of his own. It's been forged from nothing but graft. Uh, originally the name Time One, still standing with that name with the emergence of his graft from front to back. He knows where it's at. You guys are known as T Connection 72 on the gram. It is Time One, T Connection 72. Oh, what are you saying, my guy? I'm good, man. Nice one. <laughs> that was a struggle. Got that one out. <laughs> yeah, you, did you did that well, mate. You did that well. A breath control was exceptional. exceptional. <laughs> it's been a long time coming as well because uh, obviously, you know, we are, you know, we, we, we're still young in age of wow. creativity. We don't yeah. always want to be jumping on these things no, too no. soon. No, 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 no there's need for rush all the time, you know. That's the slow. <laughs> slow and steady wins the race, race and all that. There was a time, actually, where you were very much, I'm not sure about the social media thing, even that, you know, the anonymity of T-Connections was very, you know, it's a force. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not one for being in the spotlight or, or being a sort of public sort of figure. I don't, I keep myself to myself. I'm not, I'm not, I'm involved in, in writing and DJing and so on and art and what have you, but I'm not there at the forefront. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, hey, look, everyone, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I keep it very, very quiet, very private. I'm about making things and doing things and, and good company and doing, pushing myself, really. Mm. I'm a bit rubbish at the social side of it. I don't enjoy it too much, to be honest with you. Although... I'm more sociable with it when I've been in a long, long time. So, mm -hmm. and, and it's been good. I've enjoyed it actually. I've met some, you know, met some good people in the real world through through my sort of time on Instagram and so on, and, mm -hmm. and some some things that have come out of it, and things that are still ongoing as well. I've got I've got a little project on the go at the moment uh, with uh, man like Coa, who I've bumped into in London, had some lovely conversations with. So we've got something 
should be coming out in the next year or so, but as I say, slow and steady. Yes, we'll we get more into that later. <laughs> big, up, <laughs> big up Coa as well. I mean, you, like you say, your, uh, your background for decades of being part of the graffiti scene up north here, it, it stands the test of time that, you know, you've been incredibly sociable over the long game. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of bumping into loads of people over the years and, you know, our lives have touched, touched one another for a very short time in many instances, but it, it's been really good to, to see all this coming and going mm -hmm. in front of me, you know, and it's, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's always been a pleasure to be around hip-hop and, and graph and, and writing and so on. It, it, it's never... There's been some bad moments and so on, but that's just that's we'll part get to of it. bad moments as well. We're going to get into all of it on this part one. Of the beast, really, that is this. You it know. just means that we can indulge and open up the open up the treasure trove of uh, of your history. If for those of you that uh, are listening and watch and uh, not watching, you you you're missing out on a retreat behind us. I mean, we are in the uh, Hive Gallery. Um, in Blackpool, part of a bigger exhibition that's being held here for TKNX, man. Uh, and behind us here are some amazing pieces of art, which it, I, I can't give it more higher compliment than it's, 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 it feels like you've literally taken what you do on wall and have doctored it to a surface that it almost it's it's as complimentary on canvas as it is the street, and that's, that's rare, man. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I come from like a, a sort of quite traditional graffiti sort of background, tagging, bombing, streets, track sides, mm. bit of steel, buses, insides and what have you. And I was always interested in art, always fascinated by art, always making art as a kid. And I used to, as a child, I was fascinated with uh, civil engineering, roadworks and buildings and so on. So I used to draw that from memory or like the scenes of the guys digging in the ground and taking pipes out and stuff. So I was always interested in the street and what was going on outside uh, and things being below the surface and so on. And infrastructure always interested me uh, from quite an early age. So that sort of interest of, of looking around me and seeing what was around mm. when, when hip hop came along and, and early bits of graffiti started springing up, it was like, I've never seen this before. Brings what, everything together. Yeah, what is this? Yeah. How do you do that, you know? And then gradually, sort of, I, you know, someone lent me a marker pen and said, look, this is what you kind of do. And it, and it led from there to there. And it's kind of funny, the first marker I ever used was like a pale blue Posca, a chisel tip blue pale Posca. And I'm still using them. So on all these canvases that are around us now. It's beautiful, man. I love it. Something stick, you yeah. know, and, and it's stuck for quite a while. And, and there are a lot of canvases around here. Like, unquestionable levels of quality content. Again, if you're not, if you're not uh, watching and listening, um, the, the detail, when you say structure, it's almost like water meets rigid. It's like flow meets uh, structure. That's it, yeah. Well, those are the two. Those are the two parallels. You know, they're the two opposites of graffiti. You've got graffiti, which is the wild beast, yeah. you know, running amok, and then you've got the structure of formality of the street, and you know, rules, laws, visual laws of acceptance, and what's 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 allowed, what's not allowed. Mm. So those two sort of opposites clashing, you know, quite. I want those to be in the paintings because 
you can't have one without the other. Graffiti would be boring and dull mm. if it was just permission and, and you know, very clear and very obvious things. You know, I, I like seeing, I like making and seeing tags mm. as much as I like seeing a full colour piece. I've never sort of gone away from just enjoying bombing and, and, and seeing bombing, even though, again, gradually I've got less involved over the years in that. But that sort of wildness and, mm. and trying to capture that as well and trying to capture it honestly in a raw way rather than making it polished and perfect and, mm. you know, sort of shiny. Because graph, life, you know, DJing, it's not shiny all the time. It's pretty rough around the edges. I've had quite a, an unusual life Mm. And and I want I want that sort of rawness in my work that I've experienced because I know superficial, shiny you know neat things, they hold the biggest lies you know mm. I, I know people well Ooh. enough I know I know <laughs> I'm experienced in people well enough to know, you know, yeah to know the difference between good and bad in people and and what what's when things are glossed over and so on and how people do it. So, yeah, I'm kind of quite raw in, in what I do. Dude, I've been privy to, to join you for a paint uh, and uh, be on location a number of times. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. A few times. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's good, and it's always a pleasure. I always walk away learning stuff, and, and you're very open to that. But one thing that I've noticed, which is, I guess, it's just part of your, the DNA of you, is the resourcefulness. And the fact that, you know, sometimes you've only got like a couple of bottles of mulch and you manage to knock it all out, you know, just working with the waters, working with the inks, paints. And then, the, the, you know, if you haven't got a colour, you're like, it doesn't matter. If you haven't got a cap, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? What's your theory on? What's your theory on this? And how, how do you get to that point? Having nothing, improvising, trying to find solutions constantly, not being put off, you know, try, you know... If there's no one to ask questions, try shit yourself, try things yourself. My, my first paint marker was a, a match pot, a Dulux match pot, which, you know, tags just sort of like, you know, dripping all over the place. Got sussed for doing it because I did it on the paper round first thing in the morning. Hmm. You know, all the neighbours were, compl- all the people on the paper were complaining. There was all this stuff everywhere so I learned well that's not really going to do the job I need to do something else I need to find something else so yeah try things try Mm. it just try see if it works see if it lasts if it's permanent see if it's not permanent Mm. but yeah not having everything laid out in a a guidebook or or YouTube tutorial videos like people have now you know just, just having that sort of thing to experiment and also reading a lot about you know the example of New York and seen things in, in London where people tried things mm. and, and some things worked out. I mean, something I'm, I'm quite interested, I've always been quite interested in is, is, the, is the chemical sort of aspect, the, the alchemy of, of, of graffiti and how uh, materials are used to, to absolute maximise things lasting, you know, staining mm. power, stain and staining powder how things, who develops these things, who found them, you know, how are these things come up with? And again, through social media, I've had some wonderful conversations and shared a lot of photographs and people have come back to me and said, well, that's that, that's that combination and mm. you know, that's that ink and that ink added together. And also, you know, in, in, the, in the 80s as well, we were experimenting with stuff. We were mixing head in ink and, 
uh, barrel ink and art line inks and stuff. We were trying things. We didn't always get it right. I messed up more markers mm. trying to pour things into them and, you know, trying to nail varnish and, and paint stripper and all sorts of stuff. Put, really? put shoving all sorts in paint, I mean, paint markers in Poscas and stuff, ruining them, just, just turning them to shit, really. Gloss into an empty Posca. It just died, you know. But <laughs> without all that... I love it. Without all that, I, I wouldn't be able to do this now because mm. I know all, all my all these are all sort of done with markers and applicators and so on, but everything's mixed in a way that suits my temperament, yeah. suits my interest in colours. So, you know, again, I'm 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 very much indebted to to the art of of tagging and so on and, and writing your name mm. and finding solutions constantly and updating yeah. things and never being, you know, uh, never said, oh, that's enough. Mm. Always saying, what about this? What about that? More, more, more. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, still now, I'm, you know, I, I constantly look on, online and, you know, at different sort of applicators and markers and things that are available and, you know, would the, is this going to be of use to me? You know, can I adapt to that? Can I try that? You know, it's all about finding new things. Ne never, never being satisfied, really. Mm. Uh, always wanting to push myself. It's almost, it sounds to me, it's a combination of almost like a, a scavenger meets, um, uh, meets mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to have that sort of that lust for learning uh, and, and wanting to upstage yourself, as well as, you know, the rest of the world, you know. Yeah. You've sort of got, you've got to have that, that desire in you, I think. It, it's not always, it's not present in everything and, and, and it's not present in you all, all the time. But, uh, yeah. Um, Taking it back, we have to go back because, um, as you mentioned within that, uh, the, the, those accounts there, you, you have got history for days uh, and uh, archives for decades of UK graffiti, full stop. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been, I always, I've always taken photographs, I've always travelled, uh, I haven't got all the photographs I've taken. And I've also, I used to trade a lot of photographs many years ago as well. Uh, I used to buy magazines, I used to get magazines from New York, uh, Phase 2's mag, uh, which had a massive impact Huge. on me. yeah, I bet. You know, because it, it's all about style and yeah. defining style and, uh, you know, what, what is the real true visual impact of, of graffiti and, and, and the lasting power of it and its connection to, to art and creativity throughout history, you know, mm. we've a massive tradition of writing on things mm. uh, historically, uh, signing our territory, mm. uh, illustrating our lives. It goes back a long time writing on walls. It's nothing new, really. And we, we're living in the modern medium of it, and we're doing it with modern tools, and we're doing it in a modern light. But it's pretty, it's pretty primordial, primitive sort of thing to be, to be involved with, really. Mm. You know, just like dancing outdoors to bongo drums. It's mm. been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hell of a long time. Just reinterpreted with a generation that moves forward. Yeah, totally, totally. It's all of that. It, it's been... It, it, you're definitely connected to something that goes back a long, long time. You know, it isn't... It didn't just turn up at the end of the 70s, beginning of the... Sorry, uh, end of the 60s, sort of beginning of the 70s. It's been there a long time. Like you say, it's just constantly sort of re-evaluating, reinventing itself mm. because humans 
do repeat things, you know, mm. historically. We, we do do the same things through the generations and mm. so on. And, yeah, to be part of that is quite... To realise you're part of it as well is quite a beautiful thing. Mm. But a lot of people just think, well, I'm, I'm doing this now and it's never been done before, it's new. And it's not really, It's I? not new. No. Does that jade you as you get older? Like, you understand that actually this is part of a repeated perf- um, pattern of... You could almost, like, pinpoint when it happened in the... Yeah. Mid eighties. Does it? Does that leave you a little bit, um, uh, yeah, jaded? No, because I'm still learning things about it now. Good. I'm still I'm still picking up things, and I'm still sharing bits of information about music, or some old pieces, or something or other. Every mm. week, you mm. know, I have a conversation with someone again through social media about. Oh, have you heard this tune? Do you recognise this? Didn't they produce that? Oh, look at this kind of paint. I don't remember that. Did you have one of them? Mm-hmm. Did you ever use that? And, and it's quite... It, it, does that quench for, for, for that interest? never goes. Isn't that so curious why that is? It, even now, like, you, you, I, I often get these moments and I'm like, why am I still into that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is it... Why does that still flick my switch in the way it did when I was, like, 17 or 18? <laughs> I can't understand. I, I, I'm the same. I, I can't. I, I can't explain. I never thought, right, that all these years later, I'd still be doing it. I'd still be involved. It'd still have all of that same interest. I, I can't explain that. But there's something. There's obviously something in it. I, mean, I, could, I could talk about hours. What it. What it could be. Do you think it's the emotional side of it? I mean, you yeah, because it's exciting. Because without going too deep into it, you know, you've you've gone through some health, emotional turbulent times in your life as. as suggested at the top of the podcast it hasn't always been you know exhibited displays of you know forward thinking art it's always there's been a lot of things that have got you to this point yeah yeah and I think I think going through so many bad things and things that were out of my control has made me more resolute and has made me more resolute about valuing the things which have kept me distracted and kept me from sinking deep into that mire of problems and not get, not being able to get out of that mire. Mm. Uh, because you can be consumed by the bad things that, that happen to you and it can be endless. It can be just a vicious... How, does, how, do you, how has art allowed you to defer from that, to, to, to prevent you... You know, a lot of people go through things in different ways and have different results. Yours seems to be a lot more creative-driven and positive-turning. It was a choice. You have to make choices. You have to make a decision about putting full stops in place, saying that's got to end that behaviour from other people. You've got to, you've got to come away from, and I want myself to manifest this behaviour and I'm only going to be doing it through discipline and graft, putting effort mm-hmm. in. Because we live in a, an age, and, and I've been there, we've probably all been there, where you expect everything to come easy and you're frustrated when things aren't working right for you. And, and the answer when that, when that doesn't happen is not to step away from stuff, it's to go ten times harder. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and even when that's not working, you go ten times harder again. And you end up in a place that's quite lonely, but you're on that plateau 
and nothing. Those things that were in your way at one point, they're not touching you anymore. Those people, those things can't come close to you. And that's, that's when, you know, you get to that state of everything around you is what it is. Mm. And, and you kind of like, you're not untouchable, that's, that's not what I mean. I'm just, I'm saying you kind of, you're on a plateau where, where very few things are coming to meet you because mm. you're, you're doing it your own, your own way. You, you, you develop a, um, a strength in the resistance. The, 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 in fact, actually, let me reword that. You, like you say, you keep hitting plateaus and it's not working. Okay, do it again. Oh, that's kind of working. It's nearly working. But each time that resistance, mostly in your head, is pushing you forward to, to get it. You build armour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get stronger and stronger. And, and then so when the, when the bad times come back, and they always do, you kind of like, you've got another layer You've got another layer, you've got another layer. And you've also, I think that the beauty about my situation was that because I had constantly something to show mm. for what, what I was doing and for my time, you, you, it gives you a sense of value to yourself because you've, you've shown what you've done. And I think that's a really important thing for men mm. and women as well, but particularly from my own experience being a man and being around other blokes is that we need to see results. Mm, we fucking do, bro. And, and, and that, can be, that can be as simple as digging a ditch. Yeah. Labouring, yeah. Labouring. It, it can be a very basic sort of task or it can be something very sophisticated. We need to see results because when we yeah. don't see results, we feel futile, we feel pointless, and we feel empty. Mm. And then we get the demons creeping. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, we, we fall into drinking, we fall into drugs, we fall into things making, you know, those highs that we would get from achieving stuff, they come from abusing ourselves. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm very much about trying to make, make you know, have, have something visual to show for my existence. Yeah, because, you know, the creativity, the validation <laughs> that graffiti gives people, particularly, more so now online, you know, it, it means it means a um, a full stop in doing something and getting, like you say, the result, the reward, the, the feel of that, that that validation, especially mm. the fulfilment of creating a piece and it getting the green light is yeah. something else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's and it's, a, it's a great community. Graffiti is a wonderful community for yeah. for all its chaos, mayhem, and everything. There's some beautiful souls out there. There really, really is. is. There really and, is. And just some of the conversations I've had, and I think I think one of the things that I get over the years that I've had over the years is that people always think graffiti writers talk about graffiti. Mm. Now. I can tell you now, most of my time talking to graffiti writers, we do not talk about graffiti. We will talk about anything but. <laughs> Virtually, especially after a couple of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shit we talk about mm. is not what we do. Mm. We're not talking about nozzles and mm. who's beef with who and, 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 oh, have you seen that line there and all? Mm. I mean, do we, I do have these conversations with some people and so on. Yeah, that's like that's like... 55% of it. Yeah, <laughs> this is the other half, but it really isn't. Yeah, it's anything. It's food. It, it's our girlfriends, our, our wives, our, mm. our kids, you know, our, our, what book we've read, uh, what, we, what we're looking at, what we're listening to, uh, you know, what the weather's been like, you know, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, yeah, you know. It, it, it's, we don't actually spend a lot of time talking about mm. craft. And you, you get this, you, you find this sort of when you when you 
bump into these sort of beef scenarios and stuff and you'll run into these people that have been lying you pieces or something or, or whatever and they think that it's all about them and I'm like I didn't even notice pal mm. Mm. I'm like all right. Oh, did you? You're, oh, you lined a piece. Well, what about the other 40 I did this mm-hmm. year? You missed all those. Mm-hmm. You know. And, work, work rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of like people... I, I mean, it's become worse and worse. I've seen people put... Their whole sort of graphic existence is, is about lining people, putting ink tags through pieces. And it's kind of like, is that it? Mm. Is that all it is to you? Mm. And these people always fall away. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Some of the people that I think about of, you know, only even a few years ago, you don't hear much of. No. It's funny, that. Yeah. It's a shame because, you know, they, they start on the back foot. Yeah, and, yeah. and they, they, they could have been... The thing is, graffiti accepts anyone. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It, it's not a... You don't have to be from a certain background or a certain, certain anything. You can be anyone. You're mm. respected by the amount you do, where you do it, and how you do it. You know, and also, you know, 50% of your reputation, like anything, is based on the people you associate yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so if, you, if you're an arse and you hang around with dickheads, then you kind of get excommunicated and, and end up in a very small circle of people who mm. are all pretty much the same as you. Mm. And, and it's quite a dismal ending, really. You just fade out like a, you know, mm. like a dying match. It's, it's quite grim, really. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But no one, you know, again, to, to gain that longevity, you've got to put a lot of effort in. I mean, there's some, there's some people, you know, British graffiti, there's some amazing people that have done yeah. amazing. And there's, there's people out there that have done thousands more pieces, done loads more stuff than I've ever done, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself up there. I've been there for a long time, but I'm not some big ego, you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just as happy to see other people painting as, as see you know, my own stuff. Yeah. I've got a massive love for, you know, just, again, riding the lines. Yeah. Just clocking stuff. I love that too. <laughs> just, just it's part of the writer's DNA, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Walkman on, tunes on, travel car, well, it's not really a travel car nowadays, is it? But, you know what I mean? Just just milling around. Mm. Got, again, looking at graph, seeing graph, writing, you know, actually doing graffiti, Looking for breakbeats was just as mm. important. Mm. Looking for looking for obscure twelves was yeah. just as important. It was all part and parcel. You know, I come from that generation where, when you're a writer, you, you, you're sort of into having decks as well, and, mm. and you, you you collect music and, and all that. You know, it's it's all sort of that rolled into one. And I did. I was lucky. I've taken a lot of photographs over the years, and mm. you know, and, and I, it's only again through social media, sort of people like. Oh, you've got a photo of that of you? Dude, I've seen you pull photos out of the bag and I'm like, bro, where the fuck did you find that? <laughs> where the fuck did you find that? Like, there's a lot of that in play. An amount of people, big up here as well. Um, yes, recipes, teas. I mean, these were, these were, to name a few, the people that I know that you were in constant communication with and, and uh, they, they recognise the, uh, the, the, the weight of your, uh, your collection and... Yeah. history. I, I was very lucky to have that, just that will to take pictures. Mm. I, I just wanted to take pictures. It seemed really exciting to me. It still does, you know. Uh, and I took photos of things that people weren't necessarily taking photos of, so a lot of tags, a lot of partially buffed things as well. Uh, I haven't got all the photos I took. 
I, I miss having... I, I remember the, the sort of uh, PFB versus BNB wars, like oh, 1991 yeah. in, into 92, which were, was absolutely lawless. <laughs> it was actually a sight to behold. <laughs> Their mechs were absolutely <laughs> mullered. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I always used to get off the train at, at Euston and then go straight to Euston Square and, you know, sort of going down those stairs, turning that corner, like, yeah. oh, fucking yeah. hell, here we go. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. on, back <laughs> on, here we go, lads, yes. Well, let's get into this because, you know, you do have a history in London as well. You, you, were, you, were, you were straight down the, the, uh, down the M1 to, uh, uh, to London at a very early age. Let's get, let's get into that, bro. Yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I've got, I had an auntie that lived out uh, sort of Wimbledon way uh, and we went there once or twice and then I had another one of my aunties uh, was a chief radiographer at Royal Middlesex Nice. so I used to go and stay there with my gran and also my, my gran had a lot of health problems and she ended up in hospital London as well so I stayed in, in uh, sort of Notting Hill area around there and Kilburn as well at different times so I was, from an early age, I was a fan of the underground and the city life, the city energy. You know, the, the, the trains were just, just fascinated me because mm. we'd, we'd go down, like we would drive sometimes, but sometimes we'd go on the train and then these tube trains, like, they were tiny, some of them. They were kind of quite small, like using the Bakerloo and Jubilee and stuff in the Northern Line. They were quite tiny, it was quite bizarre. Mm. I was always quite a tall kid, mm. so it was kind of like... I'm not going to fit in here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> banging my head, but everyone managed it. We all did yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. it's fine. But, uh, yeah, so I, I travelled quite a few times. I didn't really see any sort of graffiti or anything or any signs or notice anything. But at the time, my early years, sort of interest in art, I was very interested in civil engineering and uh, utility works, drawing things, drawing the guys, the gas board, mm. the water board being a nerd, asking them questions constantly, you know, mm -hmm. getting on my bike and going and asking them, what are you doing, what's this, what's that? Mm -hmm. So I was always fascinated by what was going on on the street and so on and, and changes in the street fabric around me. So, uh, yeah, and then we watched... Uh, we watched uh, Bad Meaning Good. Yeah. We were of that era... Game-changing doc, man. Yeah. yeah, we were of that era... That, that when Bad Meaning Good hit, it just sort of like, oh, we need to go to London. And we don't. We already had a mate who, who was a bit older than us, a friend of a friend that, that had travelled down to like Honest John's and so on, to Ladbrook Grove. Mm -hmm. And he'd, he'd brought records back and brought photos back as well uh, of around Ladbrook Grove. I think, I think he'd been sold some pictures by someone in London. Wow. Bit of a... I'd have to really clarify, go back to that, because mm. it's quite a long time ago, that. But he, he had some friends from around London, and I think he'd bought some photographs. Uh, so as soon as, you know, as soon as we saw uh, Bad Meaning Good and we saw the names of places, like the stations and so on, mm. it was like, right, well, we know where to go. Uh, and again, like, you know, from, from lyrics, from songs and stuff, there were certain places we knew to sort of try and home in on. But uh, it was wonderful, like, you know, the first trip down there didn't end so well, like. But what happened? We met the legendary Cold Crush Duke. Mr. Foam? Yes. <laughs> Ten quid lighter. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Two weeks paper round money, gone. <laughs> like that. But that's life. We, we, we knew it was a risk. 
Mm. They knew it was a risk. We weren't stupid kids. We were, we were council skate kids. You mm. know, I, I knew, I knew rough life. You know what I mean? Kids being shits to each other. Mm. I'd had loads of that already, so mm -hmm. it was no big deal. Took it on the chin. Mm. You know, shit happens. Yeah. Uh, and that was that, really. Didn't it tell you though. No, no. Well, I just got wise. It put a lot of my friends off. Because they were like, oh, why are we getting robbed? We're all the same, we're all equal and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, no, we're not. Mm. We're not. It's different levels, clearly, because that wouldn't have happened to us, you know. We were just little spotty kids from, from middle of nowhere, you know. But, uh, so what happened to them? Did they move on to other things? Yeah, I mean, a lot of my mates sort of slowly got into... I mean, a lot of mates got more and more into sort of records and so on and clubbing as we got older and then ecstasy came along. Oh, and then the rave scene and that was it. <laughs> And that just, that just killed yeah. it, really. You know, massive, massive thing that was. That kind of wiped out a lot of the generation of hip-hop, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It was quite, it was quite, a, it was a bit weird, actually. I didn't, at the time, I mean, I, I love rave music, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, 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 I really do. I've got a fair few house records from most years myself, but I was never into it. I never, I never took ecstasy. Yeah. Wasn't really into it, but... Uh, Yes, but I, I carried on, so after that, I, I would go down to London still on my own. But instead of, like, what, what I learned to do, and, and I recommend this to anyone, and I did this in New York, and wherever I've been taking photographs, if it, you know, go early. Always go early to places and where it's chilled mm. and quiet and stuff. So I used to get the train overnight from Preston uh, to London, get into Euston, like, half oh, five, six in the morning, yeah. straight on the little mat, have a ride around, go all the places which were a bit moody at times. Like the pit and places like that, just get, yeah, it, get yeah. it over and done with earlier. Yeah, yeah. I've got like pictures of, of a pit and it's kind of like, sun's not coming up yet, you know what I mean? It's still kind of so grey and the pieces yeah. look terrible, yeah. you know. And photo, album, you know, photo, films where I've put the, the camera through twice, you, put, you know, put the film through twice yeah, yeah. and everything, ruined it. You know, there's, there's as many shots like that. Really? <laughs> Bad shots. Uh, I remember going to the pit like once around 91 and got there and I was like, yeah, oh, yes. Got there and everything was lined. And yet I took like three, two, three rolls of film, especially for the pit. And I was like, do you know what? Sod it. I'm going to get it all lined. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Really? This is what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's not pieced. It's just, it's just murdered. So I, I've got like all, like all the way around joined up of the pit completely destroyed, tagged all over it. Wow. All, all beefing with each other. And, and again, bits of the PFB, sort of BNB war and all that sort of stuff. Which, which was hilarious, because from an outside, that looked really serious and, mm. and dirty. Like, but then the following year, like, sorry, year or two later, 91, 92, when I went down to London as a student, I got, I got a place to, to study art. I went down to the pit and... Uh, got there and and there's two two young lads painting two two black lads painting and this white guy stood there like and i could see him like looking at the piece and like it's mere and dreff like i was like oh nice Sick. oh nice one lads and there's this sort of white guy sort of huddling around like he's got you got a light mate and i'm like no i haven't i haven't got one pal and he's like ah well, all right fair enough He's like, you're into all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good watching these two paint. Like, it's a bit of small talk. Like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, one of these lads with glasses on, he's gone, hey, you got a can of black, mate, to this lad. And this lad doesn't look like a writer yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of dressed with caps and hats and all this sort of stuff. 
And he's gone, you've got a kind of back, mate. And he's like, yeah, I'll go and get you one. So he says, oh, come with us if you want. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And walked around the corner, got in, sort of picked, poked my head in his car. He's got loads of paint in there. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, you my know? God. Because he doesn't look like a writer, nothing like a writer, doesn't make it behave like a writer, nothing. Got back down into the pit. He's gone, oh, hang on a minute, let me test it for you. He's done the Super Sabo throw up. <gasps> and then the iron throw up. Come on, son. And I'm like, <laughs> is that you, mate? Pick up then. <laughs> is that you? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's both of me. And I'm like, Jesus, mate. Mm. I'm like, I just got back from Amsterdam last year, mate. I mm. says, you're all over there as well as bloody London, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. You know, fuck about. Yeah, don't mess around. Like, and, yeah. and from that point, sort of became friends with Ben. Because mm. he was he was really, he was always really interested in art mm. and I was always really interested in graffiti. So mm. there was always this two-way sort of traffic about mm. what's this, what's that, what does this mean and why does that happen like that? And he, he taught me a lot and we went on a few little missions together and racking paint together was was fucking giggled, mate. Going, sh- sh- tell us some stories. Tell us some racking stories. <sighs> with, with Ben or otherwise, tell us stories. <laughs> Shirt and tie, mate. Shoes. Really? Yeah, he was like, he was like, you don't wear a baseball cap round here, mate. Don't don't look like a writer. Do not act like a writer if you want to get away with graph in London. And I listened to him. He's like, get a, get a rain mac, get some nice clothes. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I did that. And he's like, yeah, you'll do. Hmm. We went out and got quite a bit of paint. Really, it was all right. Again, I, I wasn't. I did bits in London. I did hmm. do bits in those years, but it was only it was just dabbling, really. Hmm. You know, it was just messing around. Really didn't want to mess up mm. my place at college because it was it was quite quite a big deal for me. To How get. long were you in college for in London? Uh, I did three years. That's fantastic. Bob. Yeah, yeah, I did a full degree. I started off at uh, Camberwell, and again, I'd wanted to go to Camberwell because of there was two reasons really. There was uh, pride mm-hmm. in bad meaning good. Mm-hmm. When you see the pride thing sort of a little pride clip, it shows one of his pieces and underneath it, it says a degree show at Camberwell School of Art. Now, when I went to art school, quite a few of my favourite painters, William Coldstream, um, I think Bomberg also, quite a few sort of significant British painters went to Camberwell. Mm. So I was like, right, okay, so they've got a lot of tradition there and they've got a lot of future. Mm. They're thinking forward as well, that's right. I'm like, that's where I want to go. I mean, I didn't stay that long in the end because I was doing joint honours and uh, I wanted to just focus on painting. Uh-huh. I'd flopped everything at school because of graffiti. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in my school years, I was really involved with it. I had a couple of cases. Uh, got Managed to get banned from all the railway bridges and property as part of my bail conditions. Uh, so... Yeah, going, going to London, doing a degree was kind of a big deal, really. Quite refreshing to get away and oh, God, yeah. from, the, from the restrictions that you had around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything had fizzled out. Rave was was it, man. You know, mm. no one was really interested in graffiti. Uh, there was one guy, Daz, uh, Moe's 120, Ray 138. We did a few bits together and we got together in London years later mm. as well. But, yeah, there was just a bit of a gulf after then. Like, mm. I, again... I brought, I'd end up getting paint from London, but I'd bring it back here yeah. to paint here. I, mean, I did some stuff in London, but I did stuff here, you know. It was, it was kind of still like to keep some pieces here as mm. well. 
But, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a bit of a giggle, really. It's always been fun. Because mm. it's fun. It's supposed mm. to be fun. You're supposed to be having a laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, yeah. I've got massive respect for people that, that take it that bit further and go that much harder. Go the distance. Because there is some... I'm not... I can't say the things I know about and the stories I hear because they're kind of quite personal, intimate, yeah. how things are achieved and so on. But... Uh, Mm-hmm. There's some there's some amazing stories behind all this this sort of business, you know, and it, it, it it's the sacrifices and the non-linear and lateral thinking that goes into achieving some of the things in, that yes. go on in graffiti are outrageously without question. I, and, and that's the thing that I think spurs a lot of people onto greater things when they u- utilise at a young age the um, the the utilities and the um, techniques applied within graffiti is almost like I think that should be studied in, in, a, in university alone just because you, you create a robustness and a, a different way of thinking don't you oh yeah the, 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 the degrees of intelligence behind it yeah. uh, and problem solving yeah. are, are, out, are, out, are out of this world yeah. you know and again this is this is one thing you notice over the years and, and certainly from my f- sort of experience of getting nicked in those years, quite a few times, quite a lot of times, really, uh, were, and it's the same in skating, it's the same in BMXing, it's the game in, it's the game of music with DJs and stuff. Each generation after the, the previous one picks up on all the mistakes they made and don't make the same mistakes, mm. and they just keep learning and learning. So you now got this evolution of writers in this country and well, all over the world, which. Uh, the things they do mm. to get to, you know, the, the little shitty fence that I had to jump over to get in my yard to, to do a couple of marker tags on the side of a in the city is nothing compared to the amount of conjuring the next this generation yeah. have got to get into another a yard now. But again, it creates that agility and the the the, the armor. It's it's one massive uh, resistance exercise. Yeah, pushing through. Oh. That's crazy when you say that because it can be increment, it can be small, but for the for the macro, yeah, it holds yeah. the same value. Yeah, the yeah. more you push, the more the next generation will push. The more the next generation will push. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah. And and some of the things I hear, some of the conversations I have, hmm. are incredible. Absolutely incredible. You. The, the, the levels of intensity of, as I say, it's problem solving. Mm. It, it's, right, we've got a problem, how do we fix it? We don't moan about the problem, we fix the problem. Mm. And that's like, I mean, fuel says something quite interesting. I might not we get got it. fuel. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might, I might not get, it, get this completely right, but the sentiment of what he says in uh, oh, the film, the, the, the film that's up uh, on YouTube, the... Uh, Thing that Siege was doing, the uh, um, I can't remember the bloody name of it, but he, he talks about how seeing illegal graffiti on trains gives people the power to, to, to do something else, something beautiful, and to push themselves. And for me, that's always been you know my sort of moot point of painting. You know, I'm choosing a much easier option painting on a canvas much easier than painting on a train. Mm-hmm. There's no competition between that. However, the amount of effort and energy those guys are putting in to achieving that 
that's like a moniker of 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 the bar. That's where the bar is set. Mm. If you if people are doing going that hard, then you've got nothing to worry about. No, what you shouldn't even whine about. Oh, I'm not getting inspiration for a canvas. I haven't got. You know, <laughs> it's like these people are sat yeah. all night, three weeks on the trot, yeah. clocking on a bush. Yeah. You know, watching the trains. Just yeah. watching. I've been there. I've done that. I've, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a yardmaster. Far from it. But I, I know the drill. I know how to pull things off. I've pulled things off. Not a lot, but the effort these people go into is outrageous. Yeah. And you know, it, 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 it's very wholesome to see mm. people putting the mind to something like that to achieve something you know to achieve 15 20 minutes of painting yeah you know it's incredible and it might not even run mm. and it's been like for years it's, it's nothing new what we're talking about you know it's it's been like this for a long long time now but the stuff that i see and, and i get shown photos of it's just incredible you know mm. absolute every credit to people yeah 100 that are pushing it yeah 100 uh so uh, as we know you know with with blackpool there are very similar people like yourself that have been there from the jump. Can you give us some names of people that we should be talking about on podcast? People that are, were real trendsetters, uh, pioneers up here in the Northwest. Well, I mean... Alongside your dear self, of course. <laughs> there's, there's two people really come to mind. Uh, one of them isn't with us now, and that's Era. 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 Ian. Yeah. Uh, bless him. I mean, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, R. rest in peace. I only, yeah. he, he, he passed only in the last year, I believe. Yeah. And uh, not, he wasn't attached to any sort of graffiti sort of scene or anything. Hasn't been for, hadn't been for a long time. I don't know a lot about the later years of his life. Uh, but Ian was, was someone... There was two people. Ian, there was Era, who, was, who also wrote Ray's. Mm -hmm. uh, before he moved to London, and there was I Say, and they were a couple of years older than us, but we'd been writing a couple of years longer than us. And they were from Barrow in Furness, and Barrow's just up the coast, it's quite away from here uh, by road or rail. And they used to come down to Blackpool like everyone did, like all the Manx used to come here, yeah. and they used to leave tags and so on. And we used to duel it out a little bit, crossing each other out. and Within a year or two, we'd, we'd bumped into each other just through fluke, uh, by you know, by fluke, because that's that's how you that's how you met writers. It was just fluke, by chance, just, yeah, 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 just purely by chance. And eventually, you're trying to get some phone numbers and stuff. But those two were absolutely incredible, mm. instrumental, in, amazing. They, they they we we were kind of ahead of them for a year or two, and again, as I say, because of what was going on in graph at the time, because of raving, because of girls, because of drugs. You know, life stuff you understand. Yeah, just normal shit. Really, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> I think the pitfalls we all have. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those guys went just went so hard and and mm. did astronomical amounts. And uh, yeah, every credit to those two. That's amazing. So yeah, uh, massive love to to Era Ian. I only knew him for like a year or two. Only met him a couple of times, mm. but we had no idea what he was going to go on to do in, mm. in London and so on. And he mm. absolutely destroyed it. Mm -hmm. he, he was, uh, he, to this day, again, I was saying before, like, I'm still, you know, I'm still coming across new pieces by him that I've never seen before. Yeah, that's bonkers, yeah. I know what you mean. And, and Especially it, in recent, like you say, this year. Yeah. Seeing the contributions and that quiet. 
yeah. with all the amazingness that, that he yeah. I, I thought I mean, contributed to. I learned a long time to go a long time ago never to say I've seen all that person's work. Oh, I know all their records. Mm. You don't. Mm. You never do. It's, it's, you know. But but recently, since we found out that he's passed, and quite a few people have been sort of giving up a lot of photographs That's and stuff. Right. So it's been really good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so there was those two guys. They did. They were. They were immense. There's a few local lads as well. We had our own little crew and everything, and we were. We were just taggers, really. That's, mm. that's what we started in markers, trying out with spray cans and stuff, you know, nicking different sorts of paint, you know, sleeving stuff, bollocks and stuff, anything, really. We were pretty small, fry, mm. amateur, just fucking around, really. We weren't... Just kid stuff. <coughs> kid yeah, stuff. yeah, it was fun. It was being a kid. It was being a youth. You know, it was being a, a, young, a young person. But you also said, um, and this was just before we started recording, there was, there was a, <coughs> obviously Piccadilly Radio, Manchester, was, it was a big influence uh, over here. Yeah, yeah. sure. <coughs> I mean, the thing with Manchester was that uh, we had, because we've got the Pleasure Beach and all the arcades and the piers, <coughs> we've always got tourism. Yeah. So we had sort of, the young people of the northwest, mostly Mancunians. <coughs> Excuse me. It's all good. <coughs> oh, God. Take your time. Oh. No rush here. Mm. This is part of life struggles, you understand, people. <coughs> yeah, I mean. So, what might bug me up, say? I get so choked up in my throat. Yeah. All good, brother. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, Manchester was, was really important to us. The people of Manchester were, were really important because, again, sort of through, again, through bikes and BMX and stuff and just being interested in playing out like kids did, I started discovering tags and so on mm. and seeing, you know, tags between the train stations between Blackpool North and Blackpool South along the promenade in all the shelters and so on at mm. the stations and so on. And it started to sort of have something in common between the tags I'd seen on the Rocksteady crew sleeves and all these sorts of things. These little trickles of mm. what, what graffiti was. The, mm -hmm. the little tags in the David Toot book, which, which a mate had. You know, there was, there was little things showing us the way. Uh, so I used to copy, and there's, I think there's a few bits of this on my, on my Instagram page. I used to copy, take a notebook out and copy the tags to learn how to do them. See... So important it's to do the fundamentals. Yeah, and uh, learning how to do stars, you know, the little loop stars and mm. things like this, and you know, putting incorporated after your tag and copyright, and you know, <laughs> all these you know, stars with with you know rings round, and you know, sort of line squiggles, a line at the top, line at the bottom. Really, it's kind of like a bit over the top, really, sort of wild style tags. Which for that, if I could get any photographs or any era of graffiti. I would love to... I did have a few, but we all got taken. I, I would love for those tags that I saw, 80, late 84, 85, 86, 87, they were just before things became really homogenised and stylized, and we had sort of national sort of movements in, mm. in tag styles and so on. Things were pretty wild and quirky. Uh, mm. and For Formalised, like you say, put into the... the, the Rightful positions. Of, yeah. This is what we look like as a UK, this side of the UK or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because no one had, everyone had the energy, mm. but no one had that 
this is how you do it direction sort mm. of thing. There was no books. There was no there was no one person who was handing things down. But hold on one second. I, I just need to go just to refer back to this exhibition and what's going on here across January at um, uh, at uh, Hive. Hive is is your art your. I don't for a second feel like you've compromised at any point in what your style is. To people that are into that, the more London hardcore stuff, they'd be like, well, that's, that's not how we've been brought up on graph. You've managed to retain a level of standard and style. I don't think you fell into a, 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 a response to trend. I don't feel like you've filtered your thing through to conform at all no no that was a choice well, it was partly a choice and it? and it just wasn't an option yeah what is the point of following other people uh, this is one of the things about social media when i started to learn about social media people started to say to me oh i'm following so and so oh i follow them mm. and i was like why would you follow anyone mm. What follow? What do you mean follow? You're a disciple, <laughs> you know, really literal sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, you know, it's just the Bible. You it's know, your problem, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it, and I understand it now. I was, mm. I was wrong. I was, I was interpreting it wrong. But I just believe in being distinctive and having integrity and and expressing yourself and the good things and the bad things. So. Yeah, yeah, it has to be really unique and individual. Yeah, you said something before we jumped on, which was with regards to something, going to New York and um, experiencing what you had, research, and you, you found um, graffiti writer Rev out in, the, in New York. He had, a, he had a pretty good theory on environment and bringing your A-game to something. Yeah. Well, it was, it was through a magazine, an interview I picked up, but I saw a lot... As I bought this magazine from Junk, from Scrapyard... I actually was seeing a lot of his stuff and I've seen a lot of his subway stuff as well and I had a bit of a peek in the tunnels, a bit of a wander around. Uh, actually, that's not a joke because I did see some peak stuff as well, VIC really? and all that. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't intended, but yeah. But yeah, no, but, intended, yeah. Yeah, the, the two things in this Rev's res interview were, were the spot tells me what to paint. Now, as a bomber, as a writer, as a street writer... That's always present mm. because you always need your tag or your throw up to fit the spot that you're writing mm. in. But I sort of adapted that to piecing as well. And that idea of sort of being spontaneous and fitting in with the surface and the mood of the day. And again, I, do, I didn't always have loads of equipment, loads of writing, loads of painting stuff and everything and improvising. So if I didn't have all the right tools, I would, you know. The spot told me what to paint. If it was a smooth wall, I could use certain emulsion that would, you know, look like spray and so on, and you know, block things in, in in different ways, and just try things, experiment all the time. So yeah, revs, you know, the spot tells you what to paint. The moment tells you what to paint. The moment, and would you say with the canvases, that's actually the the the, the jewel in the uh, the activity is that you you react to an emotional call of what your day's doing, where you're painting it. Things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I'd imagine so. It, it, it is of the moment, and you've got to be, again, with painting, you can carry on painting on a canvas forever. And unlike a wall where you've got to come away at some point, mm. for whatever reason, 
you've got to have that moment in a canvas. You've just got to go, nah, that's it. I've done that. That's ended. You know, come away from it. And something else Rev said as well in the same interview, he's really interested. And he said, he said, he says, only hang around, only be around other tens. Mm. Only be around people putting, be a ten, put, put a massive amount in, of, of love into what you're doing and concentration, but do not be around sevens, sixes, fives. If you can't be around anyone who's on your level, don't be around anyone. And that's a harsh thing yeah, to yeah. cut yourself off. Yeah. And people think you, you've been spiteful or nasty or exclusive. And it's like, no, no, no. I've got to stay on this level. Got to stay I, on the tens. I, I, can't, I can't drag myself down. You know what I mean? I can't keep lowering myself mm. to sort of being stuck in the same place all my life. Mm. You know, I don't want to be a big fish in a small pond. I want to swim out. And, and try, you know, again, not, be, not, not particularly to be a big fish elsewhere, but I want to be around and talk to people mm. who are as dedicated as I am and, and on that sort of level. And there's plenty of people I chat to who we do completely different things, but we've got that mutual respect for the amount of effort and love we put into our, you know, our things. Contends. Yeah, so roll with, roll with people that are dedicated and, and mm. not necessarily roll with them, but those are the people you want to communicate with and spend time with, you know. And as a lot of people I chat to, you know, we, we do quite different things. However... The tens are there. Yeah, the tens are there, mate. You've got to be... You, you can't be getting dragged down. Because people want that. People want, want you on their low level mm. and, and low vibration and all that. And it's like... Nah, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Been there. Not staying there. I passed through that. Because you're always moving. Mm. If you want to be. But you're here. I'm here now. <laughs> what beautiful sentiment. Ten conversation on 2023 New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Oh, yo, check it. Before we go, we have to do some shout-outs because I know you've got some shout-outs yeah, inside the place, yeah. my brother. Tell, tell me what it is. You know, yeah, run, them off, run them off, son. Right, so for all my people in Blackpool, uh, shout-out to DSC, to Kane, to Garms, Moody James, Tony Ark, Sam, Cousin Ben, Ray138. Oh, uh, tight. My special shout-out to my good friend Warren as well. Uh, Liverpool, um, Beta, all at Zap. <laughs> uh, to Manchester, Onik, Dudley, Tech One, uh, Nick Killer, uh, Chester as well, Dave Vets especially in Oh, tight Vets, my guy. Yeah, oh, and to uh, all the London lot and the South lot, to Scar, to Rare SMT, uh, mm -hmm. to Fuel, uh, Siege, here, Rust, can't say Rust without Chop, yeah. to PIC, to Grand, mm -hmm. uh, to Doze, Jet, Syme, Abel, Drefos, thank you for the advice over the years, man. Uh, to Mr. Test Press Gale, Lee, uh, to Dave Van Vinyl, uh, to Mark up in Scotland, to the Wax Nerds crew, Re, uh, IBS, uh, such a pleasure knowing you all those years ago, mate, and Chum 101 as well, who I was at college with. Uh, shout out to Kedster as well, mate, and also Dr. Adam Evans out there as well. To think you didn't know the lineage, now you know the deal. Fucking come on, time one. <laughs> Hi, guy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are like that Killer Keller podcast, yeah? Only dealing with the Dons. And if you're in Blackpool, you know what to do. Get to the Hive. You've got the period of time. You know what time it is. Come and get some art. See the exhibition and be a part of the scene up here. Big shout out to the guys that are in Blackpool. All my crew up here. Uh, we are like, it was out of fashion. Crime don't pay, but neither today. Time will tell you. What was the one? What did you Crime say? doesn't pay, but the hours are good. <laughs> the hours are good. <laughs> you know what it is, man. Don't talk to anyone. I wouldn't. 2023 is upon us. You stay lucky, people. Peace. Just like that.